Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 1, Episode 5 of On the Prowl. My name is Powell Cobb, Managing Editor at the Post Searchlight. And I'm Brendan O'Connor. We're back from our one-week hiatus. We took it off, but we're back and ready for region play starting Friday night as Bainbridge takes on veterans, their first game this year as a 5A region opponent. They had one more game last week before they jumped in the region. They went down to Tallahassee and faced off against a pretty good Rickards team. This is a team that typically puts a lot of guys into college football. They Mm. have a Louisville commit on their defense. He was all over the Mm. field on both sides of the ball. But the story of this game was Damian Pierce was not the running back we saw in the first few games this year. He was a superstar stud that could not be stopped all night long. That's right. He rushed for 331 yards on 51 carries. He, he was impressive, ladies and gentlemen, for folks who didn't get to watch it or see it live. What was he averaging per carry? Damian was averaging 6.5 yards per carry. He had 331 positive yards and only 5 negative yards. Mm-hmm. He had 4 touchdowns. His long was 45 yards, and he had nine different runs that went for at least 10 yards. He sh- he didn't just break the school record for rushing yards in game. He completely shattered it. Yeah. I think he broke it by something like 60 yards. Yeah, the, the previous record was 270 yards by Philip Bryant set against um, Doherty. In 1983. So he went out there and broke the school record by 61 yards. Impressive, isn't it? I mean, that's an Alabama commit for that, you. That is. This is this is the game. He was f- featured in USA Today. Some of the Alabama recruiting websites did stories on him. Pulling some of the quotes from my friend Powell here. Just talking about this impressive game. And this is the game. I'm like, all right, this kid's a four-star. I've been waiting to see it. I hadn't seen the Damian Pierce show yet. And this, well, he's been injured this, this and, and he has. And you could definitely see how that affected the offense. Mm-hmm. You could see a, a little bit of that against Dothan and stuff like that where he started to hit some runs and all that. But I think they finally had a, a week. They got his ankle healthy, and, and <laughs> they just gave him the rock every time. He was the leading rusher. He was the leading receiver. The coach's game plan was to run the ball. That's what they wanted to do. It was 100% ground game. And you got to give them props. They did the game well. They did everything they could, and they stuck to the plan, and it was working. It's, Rickards has one heck of an offense. They were able to put up the points and uh, just squeeze by Bainbridge. Yeah, my only my only question with that is you look at that number, and the 331 yards jumps out at you. But the part that really catches my eyes is the 51 carries. That is a lot of work for running back mm-hmm. in one game. Now, a quarterback at an NFL level or something like that throwing 51 passes is something you might see. But a running back sure. getting 50 carries in a game is not something you can you see very often. And, and my main question here, at, at the risk of sounding, sounding critical or, or mean, is that I don't know if that's sustainable, not just from a health-wise, but for a future-wise, and just giving a ball to one guy 50 times a game that's not a balanced offense, and if if I were Damian, I'd almost I wouldn't want to receive the ball that much, especially because this this is high school football. His future is at Bama, someplace like that. That's right. He he has bigger things to play for than Bainbridge. It's kind of like sending the pitcher out there, you know, a 16, 17 year old pitcher throwing one hundred and thirty pitches. Exactly. You know, it's you got to think about the future health wise, but Damian he he handled it well. I spoke to him after the game. He gave a great quote about how his offensive line and wide receivers and everyone blocked from him and he does it he's a good teammate he gives a lot of the credit to those guys and that's wonderful to see too but he was he he was just as healthy as a horse and he uh he handled the the loss well and 
he did a good job. Yeah, I think seeing those type of comments from Damien after the game is is almost kind of maybe the issue is I think Damien might actually be one of those players that you have to almost protect him from himself. Mm-hmm. I talked to him again after a game earlier this season when his ankle was bothering him, and he said he probably did some stuff he shouldn't have had. He went out there and he just wanted to help his team and do everything he could mm-hmm. to have it to a team. And if this coming Friday night, Jeff Fulton said, I'm going to give you the ball 90 times, Damien would say, why don't you give it to me 91? Kind of the tell me how to jump, how high kind of thing. Yeah, you know. so I, I think this is kind of the responsibility that falls on the parents. The, the, the coaches were like, hey, it worked. We, we had a great performance. You broke the school record. We're going to dial back down. And I would – my personal preference is Damien not to hit 30 carries again for the rest of the season. Well, we'll see what happens. Some other big players uh, against Rickards. Caleb Harris was 4-for-4 four four on extra points. Good job, Caleb. His yeah. first year kicking. This, this is a guy he, – he, as the season goes on, you can see he's really getting comfortable at this position. Mm-hmm. He wasn't necessarily expected to be the kicker. They, they pulled him off of the cross-country team, off of the soccer team, and said, hey, we need somebody that can kick. I think this year he was expected to somewhat learn the position mm. and then start filling in next year. Well, they had some injuries. They threw him out on the field, and he, he's kind of jumped he into it. He's doing his job they, they haven't, I don't know if they've attempted a field goal yet this season, but he's gotten to the point – where he's consistently making extra points. That's right. And in the high school level, that's not something you can say very often. That's right. You need every single one of those points you can get. And watching some of the juice Caleb puts on some of those kicks, I wouldn't be surprised to see if Littleton went for a few uh, yeah, goals. I just don't know where it's coming from. Mm. I, he is the smallest guy <laughs> on the football field. But it, it's impressive to watch. He gets that. He just gets that leg swing and some power comes out of it. He has some and, power in that leg, and we are thankful for that. Also, Kerensky Williams was a huge, huge player against Rickards. He intercepted a pass with uh, less than two minutes left in the game. Was able to put Bainbridge right there on the goal line to score and try to get a, to convert a two point conversion. Unfortunately, they weren't able to make that conversion. But a lot of credit needs to go to him for getting Bainbridge right there on the edge and uh, almost giving him that win Friday night. In my quick introduction to Bainbridge High and the few times I've seen them play this year, Kerensky has quickly developed probably into my favorite player on the team. Mm. He's one of those guys that you never have to worry about heart. You never have to worry about effort. He's kind of like the Damon. No matter what you tell him to do, no matter what the coaches ask of him, he's going to do it, and he's going to put his heart and his soul into it every time. And then off the field, he's humble. You can tell he's Mm -hmm. a completely team guy. Probably the best quote when we have to talk to somebody after the game. And that's saying a lot. It, it's something that a lot of high school players aren't comfortable with. And just as, as a man, as a football player, Krinsky is a great guy. And, and it shows up on the football field, as you said, with that late interception, just the impact he has throughout the defense. Krinsky is the heart and soul of that side of the ball and maybe the entire team. That's right. I love Kerensky Williams. He's a great guy. Very personable whenever I see him out in public. He says, hey, and I, I appreciate that. And uh, I always look forward to talking to Kerensky. Okay. Moving on to the region preview. This week, Bainbridge plays veterans on Friday for homecoming, mind you. Everyone get, in a, get in your purple and gold and celebrate homecoming. The parade is on Thursday at 6.30, starting on Shotwell Street. We hope to see you out there, and all the players will be in the parade as well. So what is this veterans team looking like, Brandon? This is a veteran team with a, a somewhat of a dynamic, but also a very balanced offense they have 129 pass attempts and 193 rushing attempts so that's a that's a pretty good balance there for a high school team they're Indeed. three and th- they're three and three on the season and they, they can attack you in a, a few different ways that's right they have one really good wide receiver number five dinkins he's caught 25 receptions for 404 yards this season and two touchdowns also 
senior running back. They have a senior running back that has scored six touchdowns and rushed for 157 yards this season. Uh, not a lot of yards there, but I mean the points show he's got he's got it where it counts. He does. This this is a talented team, and they have a couple different guys. Um, Brown, the running back, has 317 yards. Quarles, I just looking at the numbers, we haven't seen them play, but mm. he kind of jumps out to me. He's probably their short yardage back. That's right. They're he's getting there. down to the goal line, and he's stealing those carries and getting those touchdowns. That's right. But the, this is an effective team. They're averaging four yards of carries a team, 127 yards on the ground. Mm. It, and they also, looking at the region statistics, they have the best defense in the region. So this, this is going to be a tough test for Bainbridge. Indeed. What does Bainbridge need to do on offense to be able to handle this defense? I think the question you have to see is, can they find a way to be balanced? Um, it's, it's something they've struggled with all season long. The, the passing game has had, had some kinks that haven't quite worked out. And their, finally, their answer to that was to just run it with Damian 51 times in a game. Mm. So if veterans watch that tape, which I would imagine they did, they're like, all right, we have to slow this guy down. And I can see them moving to somewhat, you saw the teams earlier in the season do, loading the box and daring Brett McCaughlin to beat them with the pass. Right. Now, that does lead up to the option. If Brett McCaughlin can find players like Will Kelly and Zion McGee and stuff like that down the field, he can open up the offense and give Damian some some room to run. Right. So I think they're going to have to incorporate some more play action, maybe get from nine passes last week, maybe get to 15, bring Damian's carries closer down to 30, mm-hmm. and, and incorporate Malik Pate and Donovan McCray a little bit more. That's Spread right. out that offense, keep him a little bit healthier and not quite as tired, and move the ball down the field. That's right. They need to balance that offense out. Exactly. On uh, defense, these, uh, these are some high-scoring receivers, lots of yards. Sounds like they can go up and get them. What does Bainbridge need to do to be able to contain them and put some pressure on that quarterback? I I, I think exactly like that. They the, the big key here is getting pressure on the quarterback. Looking at the stats for the entire region, this is by far the most balanced offense. Now, they aren't the greatest. They're with Bainbridge right at the bottom of the region, number four and five. There's only a yard differentiating that differentiating them as yards per game but most of the teams thomas county central 1500 rush yards only 500 pass yards and a lot of those teams have that type of differential veterans 765 rushing yards 799 passing yards wow so this is a type of team where you got to pick your poison because they can attack you both ways and they're going to be very even spreading out the ball Mm. the guy that does scare me some in this game is dinkins you saw last week that there's that this Bainbridge secondary, if they have a talented wide receiver, he's the type of guy that can have a big game. And Dinkins right now is averaging 16 yards of reception. Wow. That's a big play guy. They're going to attempt to attack it down the field to him, and Bainbridge is going to have to be ready to stop it. That's right. Bainbridge is going to have to learn from their mistakes from last week against Rickards, covering guys like Javon Wooten. Got to stick with your man. They were passing all over Bainbridge, running all through the secondary. Bainbridge is going to have to really be careful and really step up and learn from their mistakes against the Rickards team. Daryl Phillips, Rickards quarterback, was taking huge advantage of some holes in the Bainbridge defense, especially in the secondary, passing to Javon Wooten. They were a tag team all night long and did some heavy air damage against the Bearcats. So I'm really hoping they can learn from those mistakes, watch the film, concentrate, get out there and practice, and really show some effort and put in the work to be able to contain this veteran's offense. And trying to stop those type of plays, it's not just on your secondary either. A lot of that starts at your defensive line. The more pressure you get on a quarterback, the less time he has to throw, the less effective they can be, mm. especially trying to tack downfield. 
big <coughs> plays don't develop in small amount of time. That's so right. I think a bro, a, and it goes to the whole defensive line: Zion Andrews, Martavius Flowers, Devin Morris. The the burden falls on that entire line, and it's going to be important for them to get that pressure, create that hectic chaos atmosphere in the backfield, put a little pressure on that quarterback. And the, and the, and the leader of that group is definitely Devin Morris. He's the most talented guy on that line from a pass rush and run stop ability. He can do both. And in a game like this, he's going to have to hold that edge, force things into the middle, and let his linebackers work. Now, Veterans is the first region opponent Bainbridge is going to face this year. They're 3-3, three and three, but looking around the region, this is a very tightly grouped bunch. They're all very even. Harris County, who Bainbridge will, is also 3-3. Three and three. TCC is 4-2, and two. and then Warner Robbins, who Bainbridge ends the season with, is 1-5. So Bainbridge has a they have an easy road to the playoffs because you only have to be better than one of these teams starting one and five. It almost looks like you really just got to beat Warner Robbins and you're in. Right. But they have a tough road because these teams are all pretty evenly matched. There's no really weak link there unless you're looking at Warner Robbins a little bit. Looking at some of the numbers right now, the best offense in the region is Thomas County Central. They're averaging 28 points a game and 351 yards, and that's just because they have an ability to run the ball like no other. Kalias Williams. With Kalias Williams, their quarterback. He is first in the region in rushing yards. The only guy ahead, or be, right behind him is Damien, and then after those two guys, it falls off a cliff. <laughs> Kalias Williams has 750 yards on 101 carries. He's played in six games. And this is a part that scares me. Damien has played in two West games. He's only played in four, but he has one more carry. He's already at 102, and he has 704 yards. Mm. And then it just falls off that cliff to Calvon Harris of Harris County, who has 63 rushes for 460 yards. So those are the two ringleaders. So those are your two ringleaders, and they also lead the the region in all-purpose yards offensively. But Damien gets quiet a little bit on this one because he has 79 reception yards. So Damien is first in all-purpose yards, then it's Kawhias Williams, Calvon Harris, and Jarius Bur- Burnett of Warner Robins. As we mentioned a little bit earlier, Veterans is looking like the toughest defense right now in the region. They're holding their opponent to 249 yards per game. The second one is TCC with 275, but they played two of the toughest teams in the state so far this year in Lee County and Valdosta. So those numbers can be a little bit skewed. And I think that also shows how impressive they are as Team TCC because as of last week, Lee County had allowed, I think, seven total rushing yards in five games. And TCC played them and still somehow leads the league with 1,500 rushing yards on the season. So that, that's going to be a team you got to w- watch out for. That's a team that can run the ball. Kalias Williams, Damian Pierce, one of them is going to be your region player of the year, at least on offense, in my opinion. Mm. These are two very potent guys. That'll be a fun game to watch come uh, two weeks. And then in the passing game, the leader there is Jordan Griffin of Harris County. He is the only quarterback in the entire region that's throwing. That's completing over fifty percent of his passes. Holy cow! Really? <laughs> he is completing fifty-six percent of his passes, and then it's 45, 46, 47, 40. I'm not going to tell you which of those is who. I'm going to let you make your own guesses. But yeah, he's the only quarterback in the entire region completing over fifty percent, and he also leads with eight hundred and seventy-three yards. The leader in interceptions is Dalton Hedden out of Warner Robbins. He has 15 interceptions, but he also leads in touchdowns with six. Mm. So it's a very it's a boomer bust offense. He's either going to throw it to his team in the end zone or your team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
it's just one way or the other. Yeah. Isn't it? So, that Griffin sounds like a really talented quarterback as well. I think so. So looking at these numbers, looking at the different records, where, where do you think Bainbridge stacks up in the region? You know, I, I would I think they are in the top three teams in this region. Just looking at these numbers, I desperately hope they come out of this as the winner of the region, of course. But that Thomas County Central game is going to be the, the boomer bust game. That is going to be, I think, the really big determining factor of who is number one in this region and who everyone else is going to be. Absolutely. I think you're going to learn a lot about Bamer Tide this week. They, they had a tough game last week. They played a talented Rickards team. And if you look at it overall, they've actually played quite a few really good teams. Lee County is ranked in the top ten in their division. Cairo is ranked in the top ten in their division. Rickards in Florida is ranked in the top 10 in 5A. The only kind of weak spot there is Dothan, and I think that was more of an effort game than a skill level game. So this this is a team that if they can put it together, they have a chance to turn it around. Exactly. I could easily see them going 4-0 these next five weeks. And We're going to learn a lot about them Friday night, see how much they care, see how much they want it, and see what kind of adjustments the, co- the coaches have made to balance out this offense. And now it's that time weekly for our Bearcat Band Trivia Question of the Week. You ready for this, pal? I'm ready. Hit me All with right. Me. So last week, Damian Pierce had a record-breaking performance. 51 carries, 331 yards. He broke the school record for yards. He broke the school record for carries. And he also broke the career record for 100-plus games. Now, another record, he moved up farther into, in the all-time school rushing records. He is currently second with 3,674 yards. And the question here is, who did he pass that was previously second is now third? That's a great question. And if you can get that right, the first person to comment on the Facebook post with the correct answer that has not pre- previously won will win a $5 gift card to the concession stands at Friday night's homecoming game. Once you once you comment on it with the correct answer, we'll let you know if you have it right, and then you can come by the front office, and Jennifer will have your gift card sitting there waiting for you. That's right. The Bearcat Band does a great job getting those uh, concessions ready for us, and you can get a lot, a lot of food for $5. Yeah, you can feed the whole family. Feed the whole family. We appreciate you listening.